this is Tonkamon episode 98. This week we'll be going over Pokemon Adventures volume 14. Uh, my name is Cole Greco and joining me as usual is my co-host Jude Noel. Jude, how's it going? Uh, going pretty well. Um, I, I feel like we were both talking about this just a second ago, but this was a bit of a chore to get through despite it being one volume. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, before we get into it, though, I I alluded to it on the last episode <laughs> that I have my I have my own Pokemon adventure this week. On uh, oh yeah yeah on Thursday, I went to the store to play to play the card game for the first time since like uh, maybe like February or March. Started off yeah. started it was a it was a league challenge which there's like a few different levels of like kind of official tournaments. So it goes like yeah. league challenge, league cup regionals you know nationals worlds so this is the lowest one that gives out points but i started off 3-0 lost my last match so Dang. ended up 3-1 came in third place got some championship points got some store credit was was killing it so i, f- I felt like a real i felt like one of the protagonists here i was i was grinding with my team of comfies uh cramorant <laughs> sableye we were you know we were we were taking down the other trainers so yeah, there was a that that was the nice uh, bright spot to an, an otherwise uh, pretty atrocious week. <laughs> that that's it. You, you now now you're gonna show up next uh, next time and have a rival. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have someone who's uh, you know they're gonna point me out in the crowd. I did play against another Cole, and I and I did oh, win. Wow. So yeah. I was the superior Cole. So that that did feel very like in in universe for Pokemon. Yeah, you gotta um, you gotta have a trainer class so you two can tell each other apart. Ooh, good point. Yeah, I wonder, wonder what my trainer class would be. My trainer class would just be like Salaryman Cole or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I was gonna say like my pokey question of the week was gonna be like if you were gym leader, what type would you specialize in? Uh-huh. But I'm actually gonna be real. Like that, what. What trainer class would you be? I'm I'm gonna pull up the trainer class like page on Bulba Garden so I can like yeah. peep these real quick because uh-huh. I feel like at one point in my life I definitely like had this answer. Yeah, I was gonna. Well, for a long time I was probably like, uh, you know, one of like the sporty ones. It was like you know if they had like a runner, like they would always have like a dude on a bike yeah. or something like that. So definitely like at a time would have been one of those. Um, I'm probably not, probably not the beauty. Um, Q, I might be cue ball. I don't really have hair. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, we we can both uh both qualify for that one. The cue ball as really a have kid, my I always, vibe though. Yeah, that's more of a biker. As a kid, I always really liked uh the youngster because there was the one uh-huh. the one kid that was like, I love shorts. They're so comfortable yeah. and easy to wear. Yeah. I always really uh, identified with that line. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's so so true. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, there's a there's punk guy, and then punk couple is another one. So with him, I always really liked the like the daycare mechanics and breeding. So I think like if I were in the Pokemon universe, I would be like the the Pokemon breeder. I'd be I'd be working at the daycare. I think that like the baby yeah. Pokemon are cool. So I would be like I'd be the breeder, and I would have on my team like a Cleffa a Bonsley, a Mime Jr., you know, something like that. I think that really fits my my ethos. Yeah, I feel like, because um, I always liked the the teams that the lass would have, but, you know, mm. that's, I'm, I'm obviously not the lass. <laughs> but I feel like 
I remember there was like a, a camper or something. That... Yeah, that sounds about right. Or the, there's like the hiker is in a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. I remember there's like ones like there would be like little kids that like were like scouts or campers or something. But I always uh-huh. liked their teams because they they kind of have like the 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 male counterpart of like the last teams. Yeah. And... Oh, there's there's backpacker in Gen Five. It looks like. Ooh. Yeah, that I'll be I'll be the backpacker. I yeah, think. the backpacker's got a cool got a cool vibe. The girl that yeah, backpacker probably like, was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, they probably like uh, you know go around listening to like Aesop Rock and uh, MF yep. Doom. Uh huh. Real real backpacker music. <laughs> Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> okay, camper camper was introduced in Pokemon Red and Blue, so that's like a classic. Oh, classic okay. sprite, and they just had things like Rattata, like Mankey. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I always like their their fits though. They have like little Boy Scouts uniform. Mm-hmm. Ooh, in the new games they have Courier. That was a job that Ooh. I had. So maybe I'm the Courier. Uh, I don't like his. I don't like his fit. He's got a. <laughs> that's not. That's not very cool. Come on, come on, Courier. Yeah, I like. I like yeah, that question. I- that's a good one. I really don't care for some of these newer, like, human models in the newer Yeah, games. I was thinking that while I was looking at these, too. Like, I kind of miss the the sprite-based things. Like, yep. it, it was cool at first to see, like, the Pokemon in 3D, but they just feel so lifeless now. Like, if you look at old models of, like, what was I looking at? I was looking at Nosepass the other day, because that's just such a, a ridiculous but cool Pokemon. And, like, the Nosepass sprites, he's, like, kind of, like tilted on his side like you know looking kind of goofy but now he just like stands there looking really stupid so i i I really miss i would honestly rather go back to like 2d and that top-down view and stuff than like what we have now yeah it just feels so sterile yeah not to sound like a true like annoying person on twitter but like they really peaked with black and white Mm -hmm. when it came to just like the design of games Mm -hmm. yeah I, i still need to play that's the that and Gen Seven are the only gens I have not uh, completed. I've never even I've never I even played yeah. uh, Black and White, so I need to. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, bring that up on an emulator or something. Yeah, there. If you if you can get it, it's it's worth it. Those are real fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, do we want to hop into uh, the final gold uh, gold silver and crystal Pokemon adventures here? Yeah, let's go and. Uh... All of these chapters have the same title, The Last Battle. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll kind of like maybe I'll go through these like two at a time because they're kind of okay. they kind of all just blend together. Yeah. So in uh yeah, <laughs> one sixty seven, one sixty eight, uh, the masked man grabs Kurt and tells him to make him a Pokeball that can capture time and that he already knows the two ingredients required to make it: the wings of Ho and Lugia. He then tells Gold that he sees Pokemon as nothing more than tools, which is kind of annoying. I feel like every villain in the entire franchise uses that exact line. Like, yeah, even more creative. Uh-huh. And then in a one sixty eight, the gym leaders battle against the Rocket Grunts on the Magnet Train, while Claire and Blaine complete their scheduled like matchup for the tournament for some reason. And then Surge splits the six carriage train into two parts, which separate on the tracks. What did you think about these two uh, chapters that open up our final showdown? Man, there's 
I, th- I think I do this like every time we record an episode like these because I just forget like kind of how how much happens in manga. But these feel yeah. like if you told me that the stuff that happened in chapter one sixty seven was in like volume twelve, I'd been like, yeah, that that yeah. tracks. This feels so long ago. <laughs> um, first off, a note about what you're saying about like uh, you know, they say that every you know they only use Pokemon as tools or whatever. It is hilarious how much that has, like, carried through Pokemon, because that is literally, yeah. like, that is the conflict of every anime, every uh, every manga villain, every game villain. Like, they, you know, like, I get it, it, and it kind of is a little bit profound the first time. You're like, yeah, man, like, that's pretty messed up. But now it's just like, dude, who, like, I'm using them as tools, yeah, too. It, like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, like, you, you, I'm writing you on say them. that. Yeah, you, you hear that, and then you look at your, like, PC box full of just, like, level two Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, or the the literal legendary Pokemon I'm using as a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but, yeah, there's just there's a lot of stuff that goes on here. I think Claire is particularly annoying. I really don't like her character. Agreed, and her, like, big illustration on page two of 168, like... Bro, what was Yamamoto thinking? This is this is a little, it's a little explicit. For <laughs> I, I didn't even Pokemon. think about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, bro, what are they doing putting this in a Pokemon manga? That's 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 kind of gross. <laughs> that's yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Mato would well, I was gonna say Mato would never, but Mato had the the panel with green and the, like the the Pokeball uh, thing, so. Maybe he's, yeah. maybe he's paying homage. Yeah, this is... There are times where I'm like, this is just a very weird series. I feel like you get all these YouTube videos that are like, oh, Pokemon Adventures is like so much darker than the anime because you get like you know, Pokemon dying or like uh-huh. chopped in half. I don't know. I feel like all around, it's just... <laughs> there's some stuff that's a little like <laughs> out of pocket or off color for this series. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, well, especially for Pokemon, like something that is so like almost like you know to its detriment at times like so safe and like yeah you know like i think it's the thing too that sometimes as a pokemon fan you have to like take a step back and realize that like you know the new pokemon media like the new games that are coming out are created for people that literally didn't exist when the last pokemon game came out right like right you know (laughs) generations come out every like three to four years like that is enough time that like you could have been once again like literally not born or one year old and now like this is your pokemon game so it's like that's the target audience is is brand new humans um but pokemon adventures uh does not follow that same uh same trajectory they're just like yeah we're gonna we're gonna put claire she's gonna have like this we recruited the dude from earth child to draw claire's claire's ass in these panels we've got people dying we've got like weird princess mononoke arm things you know akira arms going on over here like our get chopped in half like we don't care in retrospect the funniest part of this chapter though is when they like do the flashback and show that Team Rocket stands for Raid on the City, <laughs> Knockout Evil Tusks. Yes. This reminds me of like when somebody will like start a rap collective with like uh-huh. a you know just like a one word name, and then two years later they'll like pretend like there's actually it's actually an acronym like like ASAP Rocket will be like you always strive and prosper. Or <laughs> yeah, come like on, that. man. 
Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. They did not need to put that in there. Yep. Yeah. I want to know what uh, what NERDS acronym stands for. <laughs> <laughs> what was, oh what was Pharrell cooking up back in the day? I, I got to look this up. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about... Because it, it was like... My, my coworkers and I were, were talking about Pharrell the other day, and I brought up Nerd. And they're like, what the heck was that? I was like, dude, like, that was, there was a minute when, That's like, crazy. when, when Nerd was, that was a thing. <laughs> okay, they had an album called No One Ever Really Dies, so I guess that's what Nerd stands for. That actually goes kind of hard, so, you know. Yeah. My, my Pharrell slander, I take it back, like, a half a step. They really had to, they kind of had to pretend like no one was one word for that but in the end so did team rocket they they were kind of smashing some words together yeah they were really going crazy with that i do wonder too like what is the original japanese on that like how it had to have been a translation thing yeah like i wonder what like are they even called team rocket in japanese or is that just what we call them i guess they've got like the big red r so it must be but like i wonder like i want to know what sort of the you know the the kanji like how all that lined up that would be that'd be funny to see (laughs) they even mention in like the bulba garden article that uh rocket is an acronym slang standing for that okay that's hilarious so i don't know i guess they also tried maybe it's a issue of like the writers of pokemon adventures like not knowing english super well so they just had to like come up with something that sort of made sense Uh uh-huh because they don't even have like a japanese translation for that and they usually do Uh uh-huh that makes sense um so in 169 which is like a eight eight page chapter blue brock and erica attempt to stop half of their train while the rest of the gym leaders look in amazement as surge's new pokemon raiko is powering their half of the train um surge misty and blaine who have caught each of the legendary trio then teleport to where Ho-Oh and lugia are on a rampage and then in the next chapter they battle the masked man at the indigo plateau and they use held items to boost their powers which is kind of a another cool like game mechanic tie-in mm-hmm. and then misty gets knocked off of suicune's back but survives the fall uh misty continues to be incredibly annoying I hate her design. What is this haircut? Someone was taking the yeah. long, someone was taking the uh, uh, the weed eater to her head. That is a just atrocious cut. Um, do like though, like it is kind of cool that the you know the people we've got sort of like harnessing the power of the legendary beast are Blaine, Misty, and Lieutenant Surge. <laughs> like that's kinda, yeah, that's kind of hilarious to me. Uh, I'm I can get down with that. And I did like the the held items reference too. I have always thought like. How does that really work? Like, most of these Pokemon don't have hands, so you see Entei just, like, kind of stupidly carrying it in his, his little tiny teeth. <laughs> um, Suicune's the only one that has, like, a reasonable way to carry it. You know, just put it the necklace around its neck. And what is this magnet? Does not... It took me a while to figure out what that was until they, like, explained it on the next page. Yeah, I have to wonder, like, what the uh, sort of, like, sprite for the item looked like in the games. Maybe they're trying to, like, emulate that, but... Man, well, yeah, it looks very weird. Gen, I think Gen two didn't have sprites for the items, but Gen three, oh. um, I'm pretty sure it like is just like a like a cartoon magnet, like you know the the big U shape yeah. with like the red and blue sides on it. I might be wrong, but 
No, I think you're right. Maybe this is supposed to be like, you know, like an actual... Like, like a magnetic magnet. rock. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I still... I do really like the Mask Man's, like, character design. He looks real cool in mm-hmm. uh, these panels. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, the Mask Man uh, is pretty sick. Yeah, I kind of hated him at first, but he grew on me as mm. this battle, like, went on. Yeah, then, love uh, his, his Hitmonlee w- legs. Yes. In uh, 171 and 172, Suicune creates its crystal wall to protect Misty, which uh, nearly kills the Masked Man. A giant hole forms in his torso, despite the fact that he's still moving, which is kind of an obvious clue as to who he actually is. Crystal then shows, uh, or Crystal then shows up and uses the clear bell to free Misty from the prism, and Yusin also shows up to take Misty and Suicune to safety. Gold starts chasing the Masked Man, who talks about using his new powers to rescue his beloved Laprus and Lapris. I think it's funny how, like, they still try to make it a mystery as to who he is, but they're like, oh, it's somebody that could, like, create an ice sculpture that could walk around. Yeah, I was like, honestly, yeah. like, I was disappointed that it turned out to be Price, because, like, there was all, mm. there was, like, all the stuff in the last volume where they're like, could it be price it seems like it might be and it's like it just was such obvious foreshadowing that i was like it's gonna turn out not to be right and yeah then it, it was like dude this is like <laughs> this is so lame <laughs> so i was not there were a bunch of i was yeah. not about that <laughs> a bunch of panels too where like something bad would happen and they would just show like price's reaction yeah like it just so seems like, so yeah. obvious it's like it can't actually be price <laughs> um, i did also love- i kind of forgot Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I love uh, Gold's team with like the the headbands on. That's great too. Yes, I forgot. Uh, I forgot you seen was a thing. Yes, kind of cool to see him show up at the last second, but yeah, that really came out of nowhere. I was gonna mention that too. Yeah, I forgot about you seen. He had such a big part in the series, and then he shows up here, and then he's like not seen again. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't really do much. Dude is like tuxedo mask from Sailor Moon, like yes. in many different ways. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in one seventy two and one seventy three, Gold and his whole team like start fighting the Masked Man, and his sunken evolves into Sunflora. Then his Typhlosion melts the Masked Dude's artificial body, revealing that Price was the villain all along. And then, meanwhile. In the Elex Forest, Green battles against two of the masked kids that she was forced to grow up with, who are now named Will and Karen. At the Pokemon Daycare, Yellow fights off a horde of rocket grunts who are trying to steal the Ho-Oh and Lugia wings hidden in her hat. So yeah, like a lot, a lot going on here. They're juggling like five different scenes at once mm-hmm. within these like fifteen-page chapters. Yeah. Uh, Snubble using the scary face is a fantastic panel. Love that one. Yes. That's great. They also, man, they did Will so wrong with his character design. This dude looks like an idiot. What a, <laughs> what a cornball design. <laughs> also, like, um, I thought that this initial shot of Gold's team all making these, like, angry faces, really funny. Like, the mm-hmm. Mantine like gritting not gritting he's like like biting his lip yep (laughs) and then all of the rim raid that are like hanging off of its fins are also scowling Uh uh-huh then you got sudowoodoo like trying to look scary and then you've got sunkern with just like its usual smile 
Mm-hmm. Dude, Sudowoodo is such a highlight of this series to me. And also love the the Sun Current evolving into something like Sunfloor just looks so goofy. It's it's great. Yeah. Gold really has a, a phenomenal team. This man's got the Sun, the Sunflora, a Mantine, Sudowoodo, like he's he's got he's got the meme team, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I kind good. of appreciate too that the the manga is like yeah he's not really that that good of a trainer <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. his team isn't that great uh-huh yeah well and we'll even get to it he just we'll get to it a little bit later but he's just caught like the writers are shitting on him the whole time <laughs> like gold actually pretty buns yeah <laughs> love it all right well that does it for uh volume or it's part one of volume yeah 14 yeah now we'll get into to the the longer, more arduous part of the of the volume. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll I'll do the same thing. I'll just kind of group the chapters two at a time. Yeah. Um, in one seventy four, we see flashbacks of Green's time after being kidnapped by Price and Ho Oh. Um, however, she manages to kind of get over her past trauma and faces off against Lu- Lugia and Ho Oh with the help of the legendary birds Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. In one seventy five, the train that's carrying all the gym leaders is heading for peril. But Red and his Snorlax come to the rescue to save them. Red and Blue then kind of tunnel their way back to the stadium. But midway, the Spoon of Destiny is pointing them towards the Ilex Forest. So they turn around to go back and encounter none other than Bruno and Koga. I'm actually going to put it in the next chapter because I forget like how much it, it leads into it. So I'll, we'll group these three. Yeah. <laughs> in 176, uh, it turns out that Bruno and Koga are actually no longer associated with kind of like Team Rocket and Giovanni. Uh, they're here to, to stop this Neo Team Rocket. Red and Blue get sent on their way and make it to uh, the forest after Bruno and Koga fill them in on the Legend of Celebi. Uh, at the forest, Green appears fighting ho and Lugia. Uh, so yeah, a lot lot kind of happened here. We get uh, the flashback of Green. I did like how they kind of tied this in because they had brought they had brought mm. it up that like Green was kidnapped by ho like way, way, way back. Um, so I did like how they has sort of like tied this web together. I think I thought that was pretty cool and actually like pretty pretty decent writing, you know, even though it's all like a little bit corny, a little bit basic. It was you know, I think pretty well done. Yeah. Bruno and uh, the Bruno and Koga fight, really cool. I love that Tyrog mm-hmm. was a big part of it. Kind of yeah. forgot that Pokemon existed. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, because you, you never want you never want Tyrog. You just want all the, you know, the, the yeah. Hitmons or whatever. <laughs> Especially since, like, uh, you know, Tyrog is a, a... Bruno is, like, an Elite Four member, so why would he have one? Yeah, he's out like, there fighting with him. the baby Pokemon yeah some real real interesting choices maybe mm. maybe he's like still training it and just trying to like get it like yeah he's trying to level like it up does it even have yeah does it even have the moves that you can get like early before it evolves yeah it okay it 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 only has four moves that you can get by leveling <laughs> up period so there's no reason for him to like wait to evolve it yeah yeah, he needs to just yeah he needs to evolve it asap. I also thought it was weird that Koga was using tentacle or tentacruel until I realized that tentacruel is part poison type. So I actually think that's kind of yeah. cool because tentacruel you basically only ever like think of as like primarily water type. So I just I you know I thought that was kind of fun. Oh yeah. Yo, you um, see what in gold, silver, and crystal? What what is his team? Looks like he's got a uh, Ariados, Venomoth, Fortress, Muck, and a Crobat interesting uh fortress sick pokemon 
Yes, I I love Fortress. Very cool. I remember mentioning it last time. It always it always felt more like a Gen three Pokemon to me in its design. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I like any of those kind of like uh, Acorn kind of Pokemon like Burmy and Wormadam. Like those a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Pineco is obviously very cool. Ferroseed, Ferrothorn are, are fun. Yeah. There's a. Mm. Uh, it's a little different, but Combi and Vespaquin, uh, trash, really don't like them. So yeah. that one's an L, <laughs> but. Um, all right. In 177, Silver managed to defeat Will in battle thanks to the bonds that he's formed with his Pokemon. Uh, we see that Yellow has also entered the forest. In 178, Gold confronts Price and the two be- uh, begin to battle. Gold protects Pika and Choo Choo's egg, and we learn from Oak's letter that Gold is the hatcher of the group. Each uh, each of the kind of the protagonist trainers has a has a role of like you know the battle or the evolver, the trader, so on and so forth. And Gold is the hatcher. The egg hatches, and we find a Pichu. Uh, the two take off after Price. Uh, all the gin leaders reconvene and learn that Price is behind it all. And Chris is given the legendary dogs uh, from Surge, Blaine, and Misty. And she takes off for the forest as well. Um, yeah, Silver's battle with Will was kind of corny, but I did like... Uh, you know, kind of the, the reference to sort of like friendship in the games, you know, where return it gets yeah. like maximum strength if you have like maximum friendship with your Pokemon. So I thought that was that was pretty fun, especially, too, because I think in like the first chapter he appears, his Totodile uses frustration, which is the attack that's mm-hmm. kind of the opposite of return, where it does max damage mm-hmm. if you have like minimum friendship with your Pokemon. So that's, you know, a fun little, you know, once again, very basic, very kind of corny uh little writing but i did did like that nod that was that was cool also prices like ice mech suit very cool yeah. uh honestly reminds me of something you'd see in a Killian. yes <laughs> it really does yeah it looks like one of the angels yeah no i thought that was like it doesn't really feel like a very like pokemon type of design no yeah yeah it's it's really it's pretty weird um and Price also looks like way more evil than he does at any other point here too. He's also yeah. really tiny. He's super tiny. <laughs> yeah. Like also I know he's kind of laughed out. Lo- oh, go ahead. I was just saying, like I know he's old, but like if he was standing up straight, he'd be like three feet tall. <laughs> like, I almost like laughed out loud at this scene of uh, Gold like on his knees. There's like he's like a silhouette screaming into the sky like <laughs> yes oak tell me what my role is <laughs> yes i thought that was hilarious too only for him to receive the hatcher <laughs> <Yeah>. i love it <laughs> my dude can walk a lot of steps and and hatch eggs that's yeah, great shout out to a uh, billy hatcher and the giant egg classic <laughs> gamecube title uh-huh <laughs> Um, and then our final two chapters here in chapter 179, Bill fixes the Poke Transport system, and people from across the region send their Pokemon to fight. It's a, a very Goku Spirit Ball lend me your energy I was way. The same thing. <laughs> uh, Lugia and Ho Oh see this and stop their rampage. All the trainers gather in the Ilex Forest to confront Price. However, gold is missing. Uh, in chapter 180, in this outrageously long final chapter, we see that gold is trapped in the shrine. Price escapes into the shrine to uh, to time travel with the help of Celebi. Gold is then freed thanks to Yellow and the two feathers in her uh, in her cap. 
uh, gold, silver, and crystal all jump into the shrine and kind of duke it out with Price, finally managing to win. Price sort of falls into the into the ether, also very Evangelion. Uh, yes. And everyone pops back out, and the final battle is complete. We do get some kind of scenes that sort of lead us into the next arc of, like, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Uh, you know, we see some drawings of, like, Gulpin and Chimeco, some other Pokemon, or... Uh, yeah, Gulpin. Um, but yeah, this is the the ending of the the gold, silver, crystal, and also seems like kind of the end of the the Gen One arc too. It kind of seems like they put a bow on their thing. So you know, we'll we'll probably get around to gold, silver, and emerald at some point. But uh, it seems like they might be yeah. missing from that, which I'm I'm down with. Yeah, because I guess they kind of said like, and this final illustration it says red, green, blue, yellow, gold, silver, and crystal, like the end so yeah uh, yeah mm-hmm. which i guess kind of makes sense um, because ho or yeah. uh johto and kanto are like connected in the games and hoen like you know you can't you can't travel to hoen so mm. you know i guess they're gonna get their own little thing or maybe they'll link up during like the fire red and leaf green sort of arc thing when i assume yeah. they'll come back then and stuff so yeah it'll be interesting as we kind of plug away at pokemon adventures in the future sort of how it all gets uh wound together but do you have any notes on these these final two chapters here um i was looking at their teams at the end of like everything and uh-huh. i always i've always liked these pages but i feel like there's a lot of characterization through these teams here like yellow's pokemon are still <laughs> so uh, mostly in their, like 20s and 30s uh-huh <laughs> then um blue's team is really cool too i'm not sure is that like does he have this type of team in any of the games? Because they made Scizor his, like, signature Pokemon. I don't remember that being the case. Well, when he's the gym leader in Gen cool. 2, I know he has some of these. Like, he has the... I know he has, like, the Rhydon. At some point, he has the Pidgeot. Porygon 2? I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, and when you yeah, fight he... him... When you fight him as, like, the champion, I know he has the Exeggutor... Or the Nine Tails, or like the Ark. Like I know he has some of that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not certain. Yeah, it looks like I'm looking at Bulbapedia. I don't think he's ever had Poke or Porygon two or okay. uh, Scizor. Gotcha. But Scizor is a cool Pokemon. Cool Scizor is cool. That, um, yeah, like Porygon two I as well. Like, yeah, that's a that's an underrated design. I don't know if it's really like a good choice for a team, but mm-hmm. but it's sick. Also funny that Blue and Green have decided not to nickname their Pokemon. It seems like all of the rivals have opted not to do so. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Sil- yeah Silver hasn't either. Oh, that's a yeah, good catch. I didn't think of that. Yeah, because Green has uh, nicknamed a couple of them. But the only ones that have na- nicknamed all of them are Crystal, Yellow, and Red. Yeah, uh-huh. I also like the the little sprites or like the little chibi drawings for each of them. Like Snorlax looks so cool. Rhydon looks pretty dope. Uh, Charizard yeah. looks re- Charizard Blastoise look ridiculous. <laughs> also on a gold team here, they listed that Togepi is a box member. Yeah, he was like, I can't, I can't be trading up this this Togepi. He's like, you guys saw how it was. It's a delinquent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Gold's team is sick, dude. Typhlosion, Apom, uh, Politoed, Sunflora, Sudowoodoo, and Mantime. Yeah, this is like a just a, <laughs> this is like a troll team. 
This is what you're using oh, on yeah. like your seventh playthrough of the game. You're just like, dude, I've used <laughs> everything. Like, I guess let me break out the sun, the sun flora. <laughs> um. Also, in this like ending message here, I think I think you're right where he says uh, the volumes like the finale of the story arc, and then he says uh, part three of Pokemon Adventures is actually longer than parts one and two combined. Oh, uh, like, okay. Believe I believe that. Uh huh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get into Gen 3 at some point also. I really, you know, yeah. Uh, it's funny, like, Johto was, you know, like, Pokemon Silver was the, one of the first video games I ever owned, but I remember, like, being so excited for Ruby and Sapphire. Like, my cousins and I, we would be on, like, Cerebi.net, like, looking up the Jap- like, looking at the Japanese images, like, seeing the starters come out and stuff, and then I remember they got the games, like, way before me. Because of, like, Mm -hmm. when their birthday fell, they got them for their birthday. But my birthday was, like, before they had come out over here. So I had to wait till Christmas to get it. So they were playing them for, like, four or five months before before I ever did. Dang. Um, That sucks. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day when it was, like, you know, (laughs) the only time you could get video games were, like, birthday or Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so. uh, But, I mean, I, I actually thought. I'm curious you know how how you felt about it but i thought the gold server and crystal sort of arc was significantly better than than like red blue you know like that one as much as i liked that i thought that this one felt more like okay we're we're doing like our own manga kind of thing yeah and despite the ending being a little like weird uh-huh. overall the characters were a lot more interesting and the the story felt a bit more legit yeah i agree yeah like towards the end it the gold server and crystal felt much uh I don't know, much more like their own character like unique characters whereas you know the the original protagonists are very like stock standard like kind of as basic as mm-hmm. you can get yes um all right well do we want to hop into our final uh, kind of superlatives for the series yeah i mean i think overall for me although you didn't get a lot of screen time near the end Mm-hmm. Crystal is probably like the best new character and character overall in this arc. Yeah, she definitely yeah. felt like more of a, a unique character to the manga that didn't really feel like something just ported over from the games. Mm-hmm. Her backstory was actually kind of cool. Um, that whole part where she got introduced, I was a little like nervous about how well that arc was going to be included, but ended yeah. up being the best part of the series actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Crystal's great. My my kind of character is going to be uh is Gold. I think Gold is also pretty great of the yes. you know, he's he's probably my favorite of the kind of main protagonists. He's he's got like a cool little gimmick with his pool stick. Like I said, he's got a, a fun just kind of ridiculous team. Also just love the idea of like he's he's the hatcher. I think that is hilarious. Yeah. Like just everything surrounding Gold is so funny and and like I said, he's like a you know, once again, kind of a unique protagonist. Like he's very, uh, I don't know, very like uh, free flow, like very Naruto esque. You know, a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think Gold's pretty awesome. Um, dude, who are you sending away with? Uh, kind of Officer Officer Jenny and Officer Faulkner. Um, Professor Elm was really like a flop of a character. He's kind yeah, of he funny got... when he was first introduced, and then uh-huh. he just disappeared as soon as Crystal became part of the series. I was gonna say he was completely supplanted by Professor Oak. <laughs> Yeah, this the series really overuses Professor Oak in general. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like he's even going to be in uh, the Ruby and Sapphire arc. Oh man, if they get rid of Professor Birch in in exchange for Professor Oak, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ill. Yeah, Birch is the the goat. Yeah, Birch Birch rocks. 
Um, let's see, my character. Who am I gonna? Uh, man, mine might be Misty. Every time Misty is on the page, it's pretty terrible. She looks stupid. Her weird romance thing is why is that there? Um, yeah, I, you know, I she's very whiny. She's got these panels near the end where she's like crying and stuff that just look super strange. I just really do not like Misty in this. She's, you know, a lot of the other gym leaders got some like some cool moments or like you know got kind of like buffed up in comparison. But man, Misty mm-hmm. is just pretty bad. I I don't think she's very good at all in this. Yeah, I feel that, which sucks because she's like a cool character in the actual games. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. And it's like such a in big part of the anime. Yeah, and here yeah. she's just she's kind of left to rise. She's not very good at all. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, do before we kind of head out of here, do you have any other kind of notes on the notes on the series or anything like that? Yeah, I feel like I've heard or like looking around on the Pokemon Adventures subreddit, a lot of people say that. Ruby and Sapphire is actually their favorite arc of the series. So, oh, let's go! I'm definitely, definitely in all in for reading another another storyline. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we've got you know we've got some other stuff kind of kind of scheduled up, planned up, but I think we'll definitely hop back into Ruby, Ruby and Sapphire at yeah at some point in the in the near to to distant future. So, yeah, really, really mm. looking forward to that. Um. All right. Well, yeah, I think that does it for for this episode. Do you, do you have any uh, kind of last minute recommendations before we head out of here? Um. Yeah. So um, I know we always like drop some music recs. Uh, the new single by Wild Nothing, a band that I've like been digging for like a decade now, uh-huh. called Suburban Solutions. Uh, real, real cool. It's really like has this like really goofy chorus with a pitch down vocal. Um, you know, classic 80s vibes you've come to uh, expect from anybody that emerged from that like 2010 chill wave scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. I also checked out the um, the new album by Angel Dust that I think you mentioned a couple episodes ago, and I like that quite a bit, actually. Nice. So I actually haven't listened to the new Angel Dust yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was maybe Fiddlehead that I was talking about, but... yeah. Um, yeah, I've been meaning to get around to it, but I've yeah, I've heard some pretty good some pretty good things about it. So I'm I'm looking forward to to actually giving that a spin at some point. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, they they lean even more into their like non hardcore sound. Okay, nice. Yeah, I mean I I liked Yak a lot. Yak has some songs that it's it's kind of become one of those albums that's you know it's not quite you know I, I have a lot of records that's like I don't know what to listen to, so like I'll put this on. And Yak has kind of yeah. slowly creeped up there for me. It's just, it's pretty, you know, it's a it's a basic one that, like, no matter who's in the car, I can put on, and they're not going to, you know what I mean? Like, you can't put yeah. on, like, a, a, a Trapped Under Ice record when someone else is in the car unless they're into that, because they're like, you right. know, please turn this off. But, you know, Yak is pretty basic, like, just rock music. So it, it's very good for that. So I need to, need to check this new one out and see if it will supplant Yak. Mm-hmm um let's see my final recommendation um don't really have anything big uh i'll say if you're gonna play the uh the pokemon tcg uh get yourself some dragon shield sleeves they are they are the goat sleeves don't use those ones that come in like the elite trainer box or have like pokemon on them you know that that you get from that those are trash those are garbage do not use just (laughs) go just go dragon shield if you're looking up what sleeves to use 
you're going to get like, you know, a bunch of answers. Dragon Shield, the only thing to use. I've been using this one I've basically used ever since I started playing card games, used it for magic. I bought my brother his deck, gave him some Dragon Shields. Just just rock with the Dragon Shields. That's, <laughs> that's all that's all you all you need. That's my that's my final plug. Um is yeah, hit up those DS sleeves. Uh, I use the <laughs> uh, the the dual mat, so they've got like a matte back to them. And they've got like a black background, so it makes the card like easy, easy to see, easy to read. You can't see the back of your card either. Pristine, excellent premium stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my wreck. And yeah, so that does it for Pokemon Adventures here. We won't have another series for a little bit. We've got some plans for October that we'll uh, we'll kind of announce, uh, I guess, in a couple weeks. Um, so yeah be on the lookout for that but yeah as usual thanks for listening hit us with the rating review and we'll see you next time